Uh, buying a house is like eating ass for the first time. You know, at first, you feel like you're growing up, you're having this rush of excitement, you feel like you're starting to hit on the, the more mature side of life. You know, something you should be proud of. And, um... But then, you know, after a few years, you realize, damn, this is a lot of maintenance to keep up with. Now, I don't want to be responsible for what comes out of it. Welcome to episode uh, 43 of the Off and Beat podcast. I am um, gratefully your host today, um, Clint. I'm your host, Clint. I'm a little slow. But uh, today's sponsor, we are sponsored by Bang Wildin' Watermelon. Um, and let me tell you, man, not a whole lot of taste. Bang is really an overrated flavor, but it does make you feel a little focused. Kind of like some good old Adderall. Before I start... Today's episode, we're going to do very similar to episode 42. Um, it is 12.57. It is technically Saturday now. Um, I am uh, kind of banking in some episodes because next week I'm going to start a new program of working out. And it's going to take a lot of my time with work. So I'm pre-recording a bunch of episodes before I release them. Um, so I have about, I have episode 40 through 43 after I record this one and then I'll probably you know be good for a while get a little ahead of the game kind of like a high school musical but yeah we're gonna do very similar to episode 42 or riffraff and I really fucking enjoyed it I'm gonna call those episodes the riffraff kind of like the artists except um hopefully I'm actually enjoyable to look at and listen to and the great all-American boy. And uh, one thing about being a white American guy in this world, one thing that you realize is that um, it's not much upside for you. It's all over. Again, right, Luke Combs? Uh-oh, I'm already starting with it. Song references. No, can't stop with the song references, but... You know, beat it. Right, MJ? Um, hopefully I can rock your world like MJ. And then uh, maybe I can have a little senorita that will let me love you like I love you. Because you're a good girl. And that's what makes me trust you. Like Justin Timberlake. Except uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo decided to... Really test that theory and realize that that album came out in 2002 by JT. My personal favorite to this day. But one thing Chris Coleman doesn't realize is that, like that album, his actions are not justified. See what I did there? Oh, we're going to the Neptunes. And uh, getting Pharrell. Huh. Oh, God damn it, Clint. And then, like a... Sometimes, you know, I don't hope for 
heartbreak. I don't hope for personal drama in people's lives. But, you know, it goes with that old adage that the best music comes from artists that have been, that are coming out of a lot of pain or have had a lot of failures in their personal love life. You know, if Drake actually was settled down and married, do you think he would have more slaps than the Beatles, as he would say? Because look what's happened to Nicki Minaj. She's uh, happily married, and she probably is happily, but um, comes with the cost. And now she's trying to settle outside lawsuits, and I know people will be saying uh, that's her business. No one should be talking about her personal business, even though, you know, it's public information, but okay. Um, kind of like her husband's last name, don't want to get petty, but it's kind of funny how with female artists, we're supposed to be more sympathetic of public information than we are with men. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just a guy in his room with uh, no love in sight. Can you believe like Robin Thicke? Not quivers, because that's a Howard Stern type of thing. But the old adage, does artists need to be in a lot of pain for their best music? Well, let's look at your favorite artists. Nickelback. Before he met Avril Lavigne, was a single man, running through tours. Say what you want about Nickelback. They were uh, they were the number one rock group, or number one really artist in the world for a long period of time. And it was kind of like one of their albums. Unlike one of their albums, it was for all the wrong reasons. And I like Nickelback. Then he married Avril Lavigne. You know, you get a couple hits like Lullaby, but then uh, the rest is pretty forgettable. Nickelback hasn't been the same. It also might be because he fucked up his vocals doing the for like 12 straight years, but I'm a Nickelback fan. I don't understand the slander, but, you know, slander, man, is uh, still a myth, but slander to a man is our ultimate reality, and no one gives a fuck. Um, it's just one of those things that it's not fair, because if he would have never got married to Avril Lavigne, um, chances are they would be like the Drake of rock, nothing but hits. And you know what? There may be a couple albums that are like, man, too many songs. But, damn, catchy. And got hits. But you know what? That's what happens when you uh, just go fuck yourself. And I plan on it. And people always blame just, you know, people always blame Justin Timberlake for Britney Spears, that whole drama. Oh, you can't make your personal problems public, even though. Britney Spears is making her personal problems public now. And the thing about it is the whole, like, most of his From Justified album, the Future Sex Love Sounds, you can make an argument, like, what goes around comes around, probably references her. Hey, girl, I remember everything that you claimed. 
when basically he was uh, found out that she was cheating on him. And for a young 18, 19-year-old who wear FUBUs, um, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's funny is that people criticize him for making smash hits with uh, that were probably in honor of her. Well, honor would be the complete opposite, but in uh, in taste of their personal life. And what I would say that is, look at her music catalog. They're not exactly um how much she loves her exes. It's making other people toxic. And uh, the music video where she's like 17 years old and she's dressing like a prostitute. Most of the video. But uh, hit me baby one more time. She's either talking about domestic abuse or sexual encounters. Either way, I wouldn't say that's exactly a clean image she would want to portray. But, you know, we'll just blame Justin Timberlake for all that. I'm not victim blaming. I'm also saying that in 2002, everyone talked about their personal relationships and their songs. And now it's probably more than ever. And now on Instagram, Facebook... Every time people break up, guess what they do? They put cryptic stories about how trust has to be earned, not given. But it didn't have to be earned when, you know, they gave them pussy eight times a week. Um, But now that they broke up and, uh, you know, they didn't get their way, all of a sudden now they have this such high value of themselves. It's crazy how that works. It's crazy. But uh, you know what else is crazy? My love for wanting to be a robot. And I kind of want to live in a world where there's iRobots. Because kind of like the little vacuum cleaner that lazy fucks will use to clean their carpet. When you could literally just take three minutes to get some powder and use your dirt devil. Take four minutes out of your day back in the living room. We're going to have this thing that just runs around for 35 minutes around the whole floor of the house. And doesn't do half as good as you would have just done if you would have put your Glade powder. Have a good Bahama smell before the kids come home. Football cleats go over it. But hey, kept yourself busy during the day. And now, the other day. I didn't know now they had these same things, but for cutting fucking grass. This automated thing that just runs through the grass area until it's all cut. Zigzag, no order, nothing. I'm just like, wow. People are lazy as fuck. And it's one of the few things that a man takes pride in. Mowing the lawn. And uh, they'll uh, pay for Manscaped to... Mow their lawn down there, but they won't mow their lawn. Even though, you know, depending on what neighborhood you live, HOA, Homeowners Association, and they're kind of assholes. It's kind of weird how I own a house, but I'm still going to tell you what you can do with your house. It's this weird thing how we just kind of accept that. It's the equivalent of if you work for Amazon, you go to Symposium, it's like, hey, we're all about employees having the rights, but we see you talking about a union. Just come to the office. Have a little talk. 
That's all. If you hear anybody talk about joining a union, why don't you uh, come over here? No union involved, just me and you. We have a little talk. And then they probably lock the door. And uh, they probably tie you up, do some interrogation. Like you're in a Clive Owen movie. And then uh, next thing you know, anal plugs up the ass, take pictures, hold it for blackmail, and say, you join a union, these are going public. You think your work conditions are bad now? Mm. Good luck finding work in this compromising position. No one will ever take you in a leadership exam- in a leadership position anymore. You got a furry butt plug hanging out like you're a little rat tail. You might as well put your hair in a rat tail because guess what? You at least might as well just have it go all the way down your back to cover up so it doesn't look weird. And on top of that, might as well just get a tattoo where you're at it. Get a tattoo of the picture we took of you. Just so you can be scarred for life. Actually, we'll just take care of that for you. Amazon, we can do anything. We're fucking Amazon. We sell. We can ship anything. Oh, and by the way, we're going to make you work for a year for free. Or we're going to release all of this. So, might as well. Moral of the story is, don't join a union. You're going to regret it. And you know what? If someone gave me that offer, I'm not joining a union. Because you know what? I would not want those picks to go public. Um, Jeff Bezos is, uh, really, um, doing an amazing job at going to space for nine fucking minutes. It's the equivalent of what he did. He spent two million dollars to basically go up there and touch rim for the first time in his life. Um, and he touched rim, came down, and he's like, man, I just want to thank all the Amazon employees for making this possible. Ha <laughs> ha. And they're like, ah, oh, you're welcome, Jeff. You're welcome. I need to go order Amazon package now. You know, maybe have one to make my camera have full battery life for life. But you know what? I care about you, Amazon employees. Try not to overwork you. Unlike other people, I care about your well-being. Um, but if they keep charging me 13 bucks a month, um, that's less than your hourly wage. I'm going to make you come to my place. Because you know what? Uh, I like my feet. There's uh, no wrinkle in this faucet when it's dripping in style. Boom, boom. Because yes, I got that drip. You got to sit. You keeping tight-lipped. And uh, I want to be a crip. That's why I'm wearing navy blue. So, you know. If I needed to be included, I could be included, but if not, I could be excluded. And that's probably a situation where I would want to be excluded altogether. Because I do not want to have a funeral before I'm 30. And I just respect everyone's ability to be in whatever community you decide to be in. Community is all we live for. And uh, without community, there would be um, not half of the NBC shows, including community. Without community, nothing would get made. If nothing got made, none of us would get laid. If none of us got laid, reproduction would go to all-time low. If reproduction was at an all-time low, there would be no stepfathers or stepmothers. And if there was no stepmothers and stepfathers, we think the pandemic of... Um, you know, child's growing up in single parent homes is a problem. Well, there's going to probably be no parent homes because 
one person realistically probably can't provide everything. Hence, role models. Good movie. Shia William Scott, one of the most underrated actors of the past 15 to 20 years. It's crazy how um, American Pie really, um, really set a lot of people's careers into the atmosphere. Like Jeff Bezos' tip of his rocket ship. He basically is a little Einstein now that I think about it. He looks like a dude that probably eats baby food. And uh, speaking of baby food, um, is technically anything that a baby eats baby food? Because definition of baby food is um, food that babies can eat. And there are regular food that babies can eat. And really, I think they can eat any food if you just cut it up small enough. Talk about uh, itsy bitsy pieces of my achy breaky heart. Um, and without achy breaky hearts, no babies would ever be made. That is a very dark meaning. Some people may not get it, but if you get it, you get it. It's kind of like finding uh, your G-spot for the first time. It was my pleasure. Even if I had to put Polynesian sauce back there to get the job done, I'm the guy who gets the job done at all costs. No excuses. That was my, that was kind of the mantra in my, uh, you know, environment school growing up no excuses excuses are for those who ask to go to the bathroom no if you gotta take a shit you get your ass up and you go you don't ask the teacher for a fucking hall pass you go to the fucking bathroom and you come back and say you wave at them and you say i was in the hall so Thank you for giving me a pass after the fact. You know, sometimes you don't have to explain until after you do whatever you had to do. Not everything has to be explained prior. Why the fuck do I have to tell you that I'm shitting? Or that I'm pissing? Or that something's itchy and I don't want to sit there and be itching in between my seam sack in the middle of the conjoined uh, freaking desk that are connected to the table with the bar rod... Because if it looks like I'm holding the bar, it looks like I'm trying to, you know, hold it together. Looks like I'm really straining shit. And if you enjoy holding in shits, and you kind of like the pressure it has down there, are you gay? I don't know. But you know what? If that makes you gay, then I think every single person on this earth is gay. Because I don't know why you wouldn't like the feeling of holding stuff in. Holding your emotions, holding your shit, holding your will to live. Just hold it in! Have a tight grip, kind of like a towel workout. Boom, boom. Stretch the towel. See what kind of grip strength you have. Put it over the pull-up bar. Pull yourself up. And let you know I'm 100% that cotton, bitch. Ah. Wow, that looks really difficult, cotton. As you dodge a ball going over your head. And uh, say, we're global, Jim. And we're better than you. And you know what? I can't blame you. I may not be your average Joe, but um, I'm sure as hell not as emotionally distrustful or disabled as uh, Dwight. Is it Dwight Goodman? Yeah, Dwight Goodman. I almost said Dwight. Jesus, I almost confused the office with dodgeball. They all started, they all came out the same year. Same thing. 
Ben Stiller, uh, Rain Wilson, and uh, Let It Rain in the Island with Wilson. Wilson! Cast Away. You go to the middle of wherever the fuck. Probably California where Global Gym and Average Joe's. Then what do you have? You have the start of the hottest lesbian kiss scene at the end of the movie. Well, bisexual, because she ends up kissing Peter LaFord. She was a piece of great acting. See what I did there? You thought I was going to call her a piece, like she's a piece of meat. Well, I mean, depending on what mood she's in, she might want a piece of meat. But sometimes, a little canned tuna never hurt no one. I'm not a fan of canned tuna, but you know what? If it was for my wife's pleasure or survival... I would eat a can of tuna, and I would, you know, hopefully I had COVID, so I wouldn't actually taste it or smell it, and then we can be sick buddies, because I am sick of, there was actually, in a college, in a group project, we had to create a product, we didn't actually have to create the product, but we had the, it was for marketing, well, actually it was for communication slash marketing, but so we had to design a product, make a presentation, Uh, Make an outline, make a PowerPoint, present as a group, and we called it the Booty Buddy. It was basically a pillow for your butt. I know, crazy. Not really uh, fantastic. And I was the only guy in the group, so I had to come up with the maneuverment, my contribution to the group. Typically, I'm a very active member in the group. I like to earn my stripes. Um, But... You know, in this case, I kind of took that easy grade. By easy grade, I literally said 10 words in the presentation. I said, once the two first two uh, girls spoke, and the third girl that didn't show up that day because she found out she was pregnant, that's a true story. She had a mental breakdown at home, but we still shared the grade. The teacher gave her excuse because she understood what it was like being 19, finding out she was pregnant, so it was a great excuse. And it was a weird thing to explain to her five minutes before we presented because she was very gung-ho that if you don't show up, you as an individual are getting a zero. No excuses, but she made an excuse. But I'm pretty sure if I would have said, hey, I just found out my girlfriend got pregnant two hours ago, they'd be like, well, you know what? As a man, you need to step up. You You still need to come to class. Do your shit. No excuses. The world doesn't stop for you. You don't have to show up, but you know what? You're going to fail. No excuses. So if it was me, I still would have showed up what I had to. But you know what? For once, this teacher had compassion. But I just felt like if it was me, probably would have been different, but it's cool. Double standards, it's the world we live in, and I'm fine with it. Double standards have its place, sometimes for better. Because you know what? Men do have an advantage in a lot of areas. And that's fine. There's a lot of benefits to both sides. But that's not the point I want to get into. So we present. And first girl speaks. Welcome to. And then we all say. The booty buddy product. Because we have the faked enthusiasm. And you know. The one girl talks about whatever. The next girl says her part. And I was supposed to design, I was supposed to show enthusiasm with my body language of what the booty buddy feels like. And for some reason they said, huh, the one guy in the group, what does it feel like some warming up your butt? 
And I was like, oh, man. You know how great it feels to have the circumference around my buttocks? I had to say buttocks for censored purposes. We weren't really... Because cheeks, it would have sounded like I'm being jokeful. And I was like, you know what? This feels fucking great. But anyways, I said, oh, the booty buddy feels amazing. I had to basically do my uh, Phil Swift impression. Flex tape seal. It'll hold the boat together. And I was like, the booty buddy will hold your buttocks together. So you don't stray away and get distracted. And then the next girl picked up from there. And I just sat there and we played the three-minute advertising video we did. Girl in our group is a pretty good editor. Not gonna lie. And after all that, we got a 77. Um, yeah, pretty disappointing grade. More I think about it. For some reason in my head, as I was speaking, I remember that experience being a lot more successful. And it was not. And she gave us points off because um, we were supposed to make a prototype. And we just kind of put some glue little sticks together. Like little glue pins together and little tab sticks and made a little fake one. We were supposed to make an actual one, which whatever. We could have brought, I guess, brought a pillow and put a fake label on it. That would have been enough. I can't believe... She actually let us get away with that fucking product. Maybe because the name was catchy. I don't know. But fuck me. Fuck that. Great experience. Loved it. Oh, the old college days. Like Van Wilder. Which Van Wilder was actually uh, an adaptation of Burt Kreischer's life. Because some executive, when he told that story privately to him, basically told him, Huh, that sounds like a great movie idea. Maybe one day we can make it. He's like, sweet. Next thing you know, two years later... They make his story in a Van Wilder. And they got Ryan Reynolds. Burt Kreischer equals the looks of Ryan Reynolds. Pretty easy comparison. I don't know why they couldn't just use Burt Kreischer, though. They're basically the same sex appeal. Mm. Oh, sexy. Banging a couple more sips in here. Uh, Alright, let's just start throwing words against the wall. Incognito, blue, Snapchat, boom, enter the DM, open it, red, equals, I will open. If you just send blue, where it's just words, probably not. If you send words, that probably means you want word of mouth. And, you know, our voicemail's too much. I don't know who receives voicemails anymore. Because if I got voicemail... I'm probably going to accidentally delete it because they'll always say, to save, press 1. To save and delete, press 2. It's like, hmm, how do I save and delete? What the fuck is the purpose? Literally the opposite of each other. Speaking of opposites, opposites attract like me and uh, soda. And uh, that so is the case. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, the carbonation in my throat is really hiccuping right now. And um, kind of like a nice hickey on the neck. One time I got a hickey from a red-headed girl. And um, then she got pregnant a year later. And uh, said, 
Oh, it was like Saved by... It's like I got Saved by the Bell. The college years version. You know, it wasn't as uh, great of a feeling as I thought it was going to be. But you know what? It had its place. It had its purpose. Saved by the Bell, the college years, is not like the regular Saved by the Bell series. It's a more mature, kind of. It's kind of cool, though, at the same time. I think the Saved by the Bell college years is probably more relatable than Saved by the Bell the high school years. Because the high school years seemed a little too cheesy. Seemed like the college years, they were going for more of a, uh, dare I say, college experience. It's kind of like the Joe Rogan experience, except, um, you know, it's on TBS once for like a month out of the year at 6 a.m. And Joe Rogan was on Spin City. And technically, anytime you're in a city, the world's spinning, hence Spin City. This fucking guy, Clint. Oh, man. If I could have a speaker so I can speak to her and say my love in spoken word, and then we could speak to her. Ooh. Look at Clint. He's at an open mic poet night. And if I saw you, if I just, if I were at an open mic poet night in the front row, I would see a lovely lady. And I would just speak to her. None of my words would even have to rhyme, but if you just do a certain cadence, it sounds like, wow. He wrote that. Wow. He's so charismatic. His words are so beautiful. Uh, I'll be like, alright, let's say it's some blonde named Regina. Wow. Hopefully she's not a mean girl. Haha. <laughs> and uh, she's probably next to a girl named Lindsay. And then uh, you can see pretty low on her knee is a hand. Low hand. Haha. <laughs> Which means she's probably got cocaine on her. And uh, so Regina, I'd be like, I saw Regina in the front row. I wonder where did she go? Where did she go? I wonder if her man's in the bathroom to let me know. I wonder if on the low she really wants me to stand by her and look her in the eyes as I'm putting on a show. But see, I'm not the one to show and tell. But if she wanted to kiss me, I wouldn't be afraid. But see, if she's afraid, that means... All we have to do is say the things that we're afraid to say. And then next thing you know, she took the bait. But see, I'm not a brown noser. I don't fish. I don't kiss. But when I took her to the restaurant, I let her pick the dish. Not because I'm a simp, but because I want her to know she could pick whatever. And I'm still in charge to let her know that I'm the shit. But see, next thing you know, she thinks I'm on a leash. But then when I... Dog her out later in the bedroom. She knows. Mm. I'm glad I ordered quiche. Because we were getting porked later. And the next thing you know we had egg rolls. And then when I egged her on. She wanted to roll in bed with me. Just to let me know she will never go. Not because she she's afraid to be perceived as a hoe. But because she doesn't know. If she's the only one that's laid in this bed. In recent memory. But I hope. And from a week from now, she still feels like a recent memory. And that's when I know that I'll text her and let her know that let's make forever memories. So I put a ring on it, and then we got a doorbell. We bought a house. 
and I ate her ass, so we bought a house, and it was high maintenance, and then we even bought a little doorbell that had a nice ring to it. We could see people's faces when they come to the door, but no matter how many pretty girls come there, it's still her I adore. Even if, you know, she does turn out to be a fucking whore and fuck Scott the neighbor. But other than that, she's the one I hope to neighbor coffins with while she's coughing in her deathbed that I created. Because, you know, I spiked her drink. But yeah, something like that. Wow, look at Clint being the old Dr. Drew. And uh, like this conclusion that I drew, I feel like I need a doctor to speak to. Because I feel like I make a lot of irrational claims with no backing. And uh, sounds like childhood trauma. But um, I'm all about, I think, a little childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. Jesus Christ, Clint, speak. I feel like a little childhood drama. Drama. Jesus Christ, Clint. A little childhood trauma. Is good for you. I feel like without childhood trauma, you will never become the best version of yourself. Because in order to become the best versions of yourself, you got to know how bad it could be. And I just want someone with all the baggage in the world have like a plane full of baggage. And then, you know what? Then as we're flying over Malaysia... We just uh, get caught in the Bermuda Triangle. And all the baggage just magically disappears. Because we need each other for survival now. And when we're, you know, flying Malaysia Airlines. And for some reason now, every time I think of Polynesian people, I think of Chick-fil-A and sauce. I know. That's why I just bought a bottle of it. And then, uh, like my feelings, I can bottle it up. And, uh, I just want to know, um, Jesus, my, uh, my nose itches like, uh, like I got a imagination full of ants. Sorry if I'm getting a little antsy, but that was a good cartoon animated movie back in the day. And, uh, oh my God. I wonder how many times when people watch the video, they just see me touch my nose. Probably think I got some nose condition. Well, little do you knows. Haha. Little do you knows is that I do. My condition is I smell a lot of bullshit. Just spewing through the air and I capture it with my hand like the prisoner of Escaban. Fuck you, Harry Potter. But uh, I did go to a house today and when he opened the door, it's a 36-year-old man that has a Harry Potter t-shirt except... Probably from Spencer's shop because it said, I'm a Harry, and it Harry, H A I R Y, and slash pot, P O T T, slash head. So this man was saying he's a Harry, and he's a pothead. And then it had a little wand and a little, like, 
that little thing on his fucking cheek, the little Z. That's how you knew it was like a knockoff and a little play on words with Harry Potter. Not even mad at the dude. Um, I'm just like, why? Why? What is a proper date? I don't fucking know what's a proper date. Is it flowers? Is it dressing up? Is it telling you you're pretty? Is it telling you that you don't deserve to have a proper date? I don't know. I'm just an improper guy with improper validation, with improper advice. And somehow I get proper results. The results of inconsistent and none. Results. And that is the result of being improper. Knowing how to do a proper date, but you still decide that... No, I gotta trust, I gotta, I gotta trust an individual before I, you know, go to their house and give them flowers and tell them, you look lovely today, because I'm not a man that lies, I can't tell someone they look lovely, unless I'm playing Stevie Wonder, isn't she lovely? Isn't she wonderful? Isn't she precious? Hopefully she doesn't look like precious. Less than one minute. Well, if she's less than one minute old, I think that's a pedophilia. Wow. Stevie Wonder, just because you can't see doesn't give you an excuse to um, want to do things with a baby that's less than one minute old. I mean, damn, let them cut the umbilical cord. Let them, like, you know, get them in a resting chamber where they can survive for a couple hours. Jesus fucking Christ. Just starting them young. That's like some R. Kelly territory. Stevie Wonder was ahead of the curb. Shout out to Stevie Wonder, though. Respect. There's the old myth that he can actually see. The same way that there's myth that Tupac is still alive. Same way that there's actually myth that Biggie is still alive. And it was a cover-up. And it was... They actually sacrificed a bigger dude as part of a bigger Santana cult. Because apparently everyone famous has got to be involved in a Santana cult. Because without selling your soul, apparently you can't get millions in your bank account. And although when you hear Jeff Bezos laugh... When you hear Jeff Bezos laugh... I, he's probably... I wouldn't be surprised if he sold his soul. No man should laugh like that and not be accused of selling their soul. I'm going to have problems if he hasn't sold his soul. You have all these millions of dollars. And you can't take lessons of how to not laugh like a creep? Like Jesus. I mean, be yourself. By man. Damn. Be yourself. Better. Jesus. Should prostitution be legal? I mean, I don't know. If I can have a podcast with no ramifications, I feel like prostitution should be legal. Because either way, on the other end, you're getting fucked as well having to listen to me. By the way, breaking news. We passed a thousand downloads. On episode 34 tonight. This podcast is going through the roof. And I actually checked some analytics. I ranked. I rank. 
as the 18th best stand-up podcast in Ireland. Crazy. The 38th best in America. Now, I wouldn't really call this show a stand-up, but for some reason it's like a subcategory of one of the categories I originally chose. I put comedy as a main category and other stuff, but it applies stand-up as a subcategory. And I'm number 38 in America. I've been doing this for two months. And I'm killing it out here. I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but just the traps. Because, you know, it's actually kind of hard to reach my back at this angle. Um, Is it because of all the shoulder shrugs? I don't know, but I do shrug off any um, negative energy. Especially from Scorpios. Because they're just ready to get there to bite your calf off. It just makes me want to leg kick their fucking ass. Like one of those people that are doing squats and they're getting leg kicked with the padded fucking shin. Like that's actually going to make the activation of your fucking core muscle. Do fucking anything. Getting punched when you're doing sit-ups and kicked in the stomach does very little to your actual muscle core strength. All it does is it kind of just makes you feel like a little bit more juice when you're working out it's more of a mental thing than anything which is not the craziest thing actually when you think about it gives you a little juice like yeah because some people like getting hit it's like uh it's like when they say in football like the biggest thing like the for some players to get going they have to get hit and it gets them going in boxing it's actually good if you get pieced up a couple times it gets you into the fight it wakes you up like Floyd probably when he gets hit a couple times he probably Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. I got this. And it wakes your mind up. And uh, speaking of waking up, unlike uh, Bill Cosby victims. <laughs> oh, Clint. In my uh, drink, my everyday coffee drink. Um, an employee at an establishment I goes to. He uh, forced me to drink some cold foam on top of my coffee. I was strongly against it. I was like, please don't. I just want my regular. I'm not really in a mood. I've had a stressful, bad week. Please, just make my regular. It would be the one best thing in my week. Please. Gotta find. It's all about the little things in life. It's about all the small things. No matter if you do blink 182 times. <laughs> and now, every Machine Gun Kelly song, when he does punk rock, it all literally sounds the same. I'm not saying it's bad. But it all literally sounds the same. His voice, cadence, flow. It's like a knockoff Blink-182. A knockoff Sum 41. But whatever. It's cool. Shout out to MGK for a fucking a, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sidekick friend. And Shia LaBeouf's transformative piece. Oh man, that would have been sexy as fuck to see her fight Michael Bay on set. Oh, man. Oh, Megan. She's... What does the fox say? Oh, Jennifer Bonnie. Ooh. God. I've never met an ugly Jennifer. I will say that. Well, I should probably preference before this sounds like incest. Uh, Shout out to my auntie, Jennifer. That got really awkward. Just had to clarify. Don't want to be accused of incest. And having sexual thoughts for an auntie. I'm just saying. Jennifer's look lovely. 
That's all I'm saying. Like Jennifer Coolidge, American Pie. The one that Stifler's mom. The one that his friend um, is a stiffing inside. Let's just say he probably tips pretty well, if I had to guess. Mad respect to him for doing a whole movie where he's committed. No girl's going to get in the way of his goal. And then at the end of every American Pie, he's like going underwater in a bubble tub. And then he's uh, two girls, one cup, or two broke girls, since she was on two broke girls. But anyways, as I was saying, I forgot what I was saying, so I'm just going to move on from what I was saying. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. I just want to say that I'm saying. And by the way, in case you were wondering, um, I was saying the other day that if you uh, squat with your back, you will learn the back squat. But if you squat with your ankles and legs, you will break them when you front squat. Moral of the story is balance your fucking body out. Practice the motions. Stop overdoing the weight when you can't do it. Do PVC pipes. Get the form down. I don't care how old I get. I trained myself with form and everything. I don't care how much I struggle with weight. My form will always be there. It's just about getting the strength back. Man, when I do those overhead squats, my shoulders, my upper back hurts like a motherfucker. Uncomfortable. But let me tell you, I bust that booty to the ground with good form. Because it's all in the quads and knees and the back strings, the ones that stick out off skinny people, and the back of the kneecap, um, RDLs. I'm not talking about deadlifts, I'm talking about reverse dangled levers off the left side of the, uh, of the flib. Kind of like flubber, low green mucus. Um, but uh, if you're robbing, with uh, Williams, um, you know, you will have a good will when you're hunting. And you will maybe uh, die on the spot. But hopefully there's a cross-dresser babysitter in sight. Hopefully there's no doubt when there's a fire. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's kind of amazing how Miss Doubtfire actually was ahead of the curve on cross-dressing. And you know what? Maybe if you do... a uh, transition to the other sex maybe the person that you wanted to love you all along when you were the other sex maybe they'll love you maybe you'll understand them more you see the personal struggles they go through because you connect with them in a different way because now you're their sex that's really what mrs doubtfire they were ahead of the curve kind of like a money ball or like the other movie with justin Timberlake and anna kendrick and clint eastwood trouble with the curve oh not a great movie but Great thought. Any movie with Justin Timberlake has actually been a pretty decent movie. Most underrated movie with him in it, In Time. Very good movie. Some with time, living. It was a pretty good fucking movie, not gonna lie. It's one of those Redbox steals before Redbox became irrelevant. Because unless you have a PS4 or an Xbox gaming system, no one just has DVD players hanging around. Who the fuck has DVD players? Those things are probably broken by now. Just a little less broken like Luke Bryant. And one thing me and Luke Bryant have in common is um, with all of our favorite songs, we will 
play it again, play it again. While we're knocking boots, we just have our playlist when we're knocking boots and we play it again. And, uh, you know, typically what probably led to that transaction is a country girl shaking it for me. Oh, God, Clint, don't go down this road. You really making yourself unlikable to yourself because everyone else loves you. And, um, but can you build me a daddy? Kind of already have one, but I do like wearing shirts that have strong and Superman. Ten feet tall and a southern draw and a crooked smile if you can. Cause I sure miss him. That song will actually make you cry. Start making you think about your daddy. And for some of you girls, will be making you think about the wrong daddy. And you'll be crying over some guy that really thinks is going to solve your problems. And you invest your time. When he told you all along, um, not his problem. But, uh, like, uh, Billy Currington... I guess I must be doing something right. And because I really am good at uh, giving good directions. And uh, sometimes I do wonder. Do I make you wanna? But I think realistically, probably not. Billy Currington. One of the more underrated country artists of the past 20 years. I feel like I'm going down a country rabbit hole it's like almost like we're playing uh that sack game cornhole ah cornhole kind of like we're good old corn huskers except uh hopefully you don't have to go to nebraska like the movie because it is not unlike the movie visual it is not black and white what happens there it's um it's pretty confusing and You know what they say about Nebraska, if you peel the corn back, you will uh, be in the fields of dreams, and then you will have a pointless baseball game, um, have the same ratings as a preseason football game. So that means one of two things, either no matter what you do to recreate nostalgia, in a dying game of viewership, you won't beat when the Bears played the Dolphins in a pointless preseason game. You just won't. But you know what? There was hype for Justin Fields. Maybe that's what it was. Local guy. Um, be like I could be like Stephen A. I know Justin Fields. We ate at Chili's together. We exchange Coors Light. It's like, um, but isn't he underage? We exchange Diet Cokes. And he's a swell kid, but he is not an NFL quarterback. That's like something Stephen A. would say. But you know what? I have faith in Justin Fields. But uh, just in case you're playing the field, let me uh, introduce you to a proper welcome to the crib. And, um... I do feel like a baby at times, so I have no problem calling my room the crib. Because you know what? A crib... Think about it like this. A baby's crib 
is really like uh let me think about this for a second i'm thinking out loud here a baby's crib is like the technology set like the technology section at Kohl's, right if you've ever been to Kohl's, it's always back there by the corner bathrooms. It's never at the entrance of the store. It's always at the polar opposite. They have the pillows. Then they have $40 earbuds. Then they have some, like, home alarm systems you can have. You know, just random, semi-cheap electronics. And a baby's crib is this protective sector. And, uh, like a baby, you need to monitor the situation... So you can see if there's any paranormal activity happening or hearing or seeing. And when you go back to the coal section, um, you can see that no one actually keeps an eye on it. But if you try to steal something off of those, um, like that they'll have like the little whoop watches or they'll have like knockoff, uh, what do they call like Fitbits. They'll have, like, knockoff Fitbits back there. And they'll have it connected to some security thing. So if you try to take the thing out of the box and take it out of the store, um, it'll immediately go off. And that's kind of like parents when they're trying to let their kids sleep in their crib alone. And when the baby monitor goes off, then it brings their attention. But until then, they just leave that whole area alone. They're trying to get some sleep themselves. They got bigger things to worry about. But when they hear a little ghost trying to raise their kid into the sky, like uh, Bruno Mars did and with Gucci Mane in the song, just to get high, because I'm super fly. I forgot the lyrics. But Bruno Mars, is he cultural appropriation? Who gives a fuck? The music's great. And you know what? He's that perfect in-between like Drake. He can say... Do whatever, and so talented that everyone's just kind of like, you know what? If this is what appropriation looks like, I think we're cool with it. I think we're cool. The dude can strip down, play acoustic guitar, has the voice of an orgasm, and then, then he hops around and dances like he's a, like he's a part of like a, like he's. What's the fucking show that used to be? Soul Train. Like, he's on Soul Train. He dresses like sometimes 70s. Sometimes he dresses like a drug dealer on Venice Beach. And sometimes he's just... Cool. Either way, shout out to Bruno. Remember that um, underwhelming Sasha Baron Cohen film they did of Bruno? Um... I don't feel like that would be made today, even though they didn't make a recent Borat, but it was different. The difference is he was playing a lesbian, gay person, and Bruno, for some reason, I don't think that would fly today. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. I don't make the rules, I just assess them and wonder why the fuck am I wondering about them. I don't know. Um, But yeah. You know what they say about mouses, no matter if you right or left click. Either way, you're still browsing down the wrong street. Um, and on that note, like a Marilyn Monroe picture, 
your dress is up. I see your white panties over your cooter. Looks like a chastity belt, except we know her chastity belt was never applied because JFK was, uh, let's just say, um, experimenting with the bullet theory because he was going right through her all the fucking time. From the grassy knoll. And if they would have got married, let's just say, probably would have got annulled. And uh, there's kind of a conspiracy. I actually did a little paper about it. Got 83 on it, I believe. And the only reason why I got 83 instead of a 93 was because I turned it in a day late. My fault, but it was a great research, she said. So... Uh, JFK's brother, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, um, he basically was a heavy advocate and supporter for MLK. Sounds like a great dude. So, it was about two or three years after MLK's assassination, or was it before? Jesus, I'm fucking up the history, but I do remember this part. It may have been even years after that, but... It was when uh, Robert Kennedy was running for, um, he was trying to make a run for Senate in California. So he was actually um, doing a, he was basically doing like a speeching, a speaking engagement. It was basically like the convention at a hotel he was doing. He was doing at a hotel, pretty big event. And some person, why he's up there after, he was basically a foregone winner of this shit. The next thing you know, um, in the middle, he just kind of gets shot. And, you know, it was kind of quick drive-by, he gets shot. It's kind of weird how just these open assassinations happen so much. How come they don't happen as much anymore? I don't want them to happen, but maybe security's so much better, we're so... But it's still kind of weird how we just will let presidents go up on an open stage and feel comfortable. It is also kind of weird that on a freaking sports, they're just out there in the open. Someone could easily take advantage and do some fuck shit. It's just weird how this shit, like, for good, when I say this, it's actually good. Obviously, it's good. Like, it's so crazy how common that stuff is. So, be, it's just like every significant controversial figure was assassinated. Probably by the FBI for the most part. Anytime um, people were strong advocates of things. And it's kind of weird how Robert F. Kennedy, a heavy supporter of MLK, was assassinated. when he tried to... Continue MOK's at least vision as much as he could. And they knew if he would have been elected in office, everything that MOK was going for, he was going to implement them immediately. And they knew that. So they're like, boom, got him. It's kind of just crazy how um, a lot of that stuff gets ignored. Oh, man. But you know what? You know what they say about assassinations? Um, they can assassinate your character, but they can't assassinate your avatar that you put on your social media. 
unless they just delete your account and cancel you. If they cancel you, that means they're canceling you. And they never cancel the show you. They just kind of, oh, that's so cute. Look at him stalking him. Look at him stalking this girl. Oh, man, I wish some guy would stalk me like that. That's so hot and such a turnoff. It's like, no, you just wish the right guy would stalk you. You wish the guy that you're actually attracted to would stalk you. Because, I'm sorry, if they do like that stalking you, you're calling the cops on him. And if you don't, like we were talking about earlier, let's bond together and have that childhood trauma. Because I can stalk. Oh, I can stalk. I can stalk you like a midnight shift at Publix. Well, there actually is no midnight shift at Publix. God damn it, Clint. How this? I can stalk you like the overnight shift on a full renovation remodel at Kroger. Uh, look at Clint making a comeback, recovering, not speaking well today. Bang didn't really help. Fuck the watermelon flavor. Sour heads way better. Should just took the ghost. Sour watermelon, full flavor, full bazinga. And um, yeah, all right. That was episode forty-three of the Often Beat podcast. Remember to like and subscribe the vid. Um. This episode was not as good as episode 42, but if you made it this far, my mind wasn't as sharp. But one thing that will always be sharp, and it's always important. One thing that will always be sharp is the way I cut my avocados. With a grazed spoon. The same spoon that I cook my meth with. No, I don't do meth. But I feel like if I did, I'd be really good at it. Alright guys, have a great day whenever this is posted. I kind of like banking in episodes. And at the same time, I don't. But I like it. It Gives me a head start, gives me more ease. Not feeling pressure to force things. It's nice to be ahead of the game. Gotta get, 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 get your head in the game. And that game is my ass. Oh yeah, almost forgot. Suck some titties.